Hello, grandkids, and welcome to a very special episode of Opa. It's number 55, Yeah. so it uh, should be special for no particular reason, right? But it's not only because it's a multiple of five, Kevin, that it's special. <laughs> we actually have our uh, first like expert guest with us this evening. Um, and since we're talking about, uh, well, as you tweeted earlier, we want to see Resurrection F uh, in the theaters. Um and, uh, of the Dragon Ball Z series. I think that's, that's an important part to mention here. Very good point, Kevin. Thank you. I, uh, as always, appreciate you for keeping me on task uh, as we start the show. so That's um, my job. Yes. <laughs> Keep you in line. So we um, went to see the film and really had a great time. And um, a good part of that enjoyment was because of the... Uh, um, the efforts of a local group here in Columbus called uh, Anime Punch that um, put on little uh, events before and after the show, had some trivia and um, discussion of uh, Dragon Ball Z. And um, uh, we happened to meet uh, uh, a young lady there who was uh, involved with uh, organizing the event, it seemed like, and um, uh, we hit off a conversation and uh, ended up inviting her to be a guest on our podcast tonight to discuss uh, Dragon Ball Z. So, um, without further ado, uh, Julia Glauser? Yeah, yeah Glauser. Glauser yeah. is uh, here with us. Hi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I started with this anime punch group about over a year ago, and I wouldn't call myself more of an expert, but more of like an enthusiast. <laughs> right. And... Uh, and I, you know, was like, I love Dragon Ball Z, so they kind of made me, like, the token Dragon Ball person. So when uh, Battle of Gods came out last year, uh, they did the same thing with a limited release at the Gateway Film Center, and we right. wanted to make it super special, so we did uh, the pre-show thing where we started, like, a clip show, got a bunch of funny things offline, chopped up some of the anime to... You know, get the crowd uh, oh, revved up. I did a, I think I did, I chopped up all the Kamehamehas of the series for like wow. to get everyone pumped. And uh, that would be, be awesome, awesome to see. Yeah, does that uh, clip exist somewhere today or? Uh, I have it saved on my computer. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I've got, I've got the whole. I save every like little project I do Absolutely. like that. Because <laughs> um, I did the same thing this year, and then I had all the Frieza transformations as the like clip show. Awesome. Yes. Uh, and, and how long was that uh, video of all of the Frieza transformations? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> um, I think I like cut it down really, like really small to like twenty minutes. Oh wow! Yeah, like it's literally <laughs> just like the quick build up because it's also the Kai version I did for that one. Okay. So they it's really shortened in, and then I shortened it. <laughs> right. Well, that that um that fight could use some shortening yeah. in, in spots, as we mentioned <clears throat> before we started recording. Yeah, I, I, I took it upon myself to uh, watch Goku versus Frieza Battle 1. Uh, and it did not uh, come to my attention until looking it up on YouTube earlier today. There was four hours and 15 minutes long. Yeah, it's crazy to me that there exists a um, YouTube video out there that someone just put together <laughs> of all of these, uh, you know, stripping out all the commercials and everything. Just the Frieza fight with Goku, and it's like four hours long. I mean, that just seems... Like, that's one of those moments where I feel like I'm taking a step back 
And remembering, like, I used to record all of these episodes on VCR VHS tapes, like, when they first came out. And, um, like, I was, like, so careful about, like, making sure I recorded all the episodes in a row so I could go back and watch them later and not missing a day. And um, then just to think that today, you know, I type a couple keys on my computer and whoop, there's the whole uh, fight right there with all the commercials out of it. I don't know. It's it's a makes me think that I may have made some uh, poor decisions with uh, time management in the past. <laughs> uh, you know what? I was also surprised by the uh, level of animation. Remember it being kick-ass then? Uh, I still love the show. Uh, the fight was ridiculously long. Like I tapped out at the hour and a half mark, and that was with fast-forwarding. Right. Yeah, it was, um, it was pretty, pretty long there. But I feel like we got a little bit off topic because we were uh, discussing that in terms of a clip that you had made of all the Frieza transformations. Um, uh, but yeah, I guess I missed out on your clip show um, this time around. We didn't get there until a little bit um, later than I guess we were planning on. But um, yeah, because uh, we we would do a post show and then or a pre show and then stop it, and we were doing uh, trivia. The theater gave us a bunch of figures to give away. Oh, nice. Um, I stopped by Hot Topic and got the Golden Frieza uh, exclusive figure, as well as, like, the blue hair that you could get from there. Oh, I wow. gave those away. <laughs> I got a poster to give away. Um, we bought a round of Dragon Ball shots, which is, like, the grenadine pineapple yes. tequila and it's like it looks it's an upside down pineapple cake shot look thing so it looks like a dragon ball so we got seven of those and no, did I, trivia for shots i did bar. win one of those uh shots uh i think i I'm, i don't know if i got it 100 percent right but it was close enough for the for the the prize so uh i believe the question was what is the um name of uh goku in his transformed state what is the what is that kind of creature called kevin do you have any guesses on that one it, oh the uh wary state yeah yeah what's it called oh uh no i, I <laughs> am gonna be the least experty in this room <laughs> that's why i tried to nerd it up extra that i knew that i was gonna be the low man on the totem pole tonight well low man or woman either or low person yeah low person Thank on the you. totem pole so, um, we, uh, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say that I have a, a doctorate from, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a good one here. Um, King Commies. <laughs> Look out. I don't know. I think I butchered that one. But, um. Capsule Corp University. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. See, our guest is, uh, bailing me out here. That's wonderful. Um, the, uh, but I would say that, um. You know, I, I think that uh, you'll do fine here, Kevin. But uh, the the, the right. question, the answer that I came up with was Oarzu, which I think is close at least. It's uh, Ozaru. Ozaru. <laughs> <laughs> because I saw a look that was like, okay, that was pretty close. I think we're just going to give that one to him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, I gave uh, <laughs> someone a prize for saying, uh, when I asked them what universe the Dragon Ball world exists in, uh, it's seventh universe, and, I, and someone said seventeen, but they were far away, and I could barely hear. And I was like, seventh universe, come get your prize!" And they were like, "I said seventeen. I'm like, "Shh." 
Come get your prize. Don't argue. <laughs> I corrected you over the microphone. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just play along with this. You're getting a prize. <laughs> Nobody else is arguing. Let it slide. Um, yeah, you guys came up with a couple of good questions there. Um, what were you... Okay. I, I, this is one I wasn't sure on. What was the answer to what it is that makes... Uh, a Saiyan with a tail transform. Like, what is the name of the, was it the name of the radiation? Yeah, it was a uh, blood blutz waves, blood oh, waves. Yeah, however okay. You want to pronounce it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that one we were trying to go for the hard ones. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a uh, deep cut for sure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that, but it, it made the it made the uh, the anticipation fun, and also you guys were playing like some. Uh, what well, was that? The clips maybe I was seeing, or I thought maybe yeah. it was like the TV show. There um, was um. I, it depends on which uh, pre-show you went to, because I started having trouble with my computer, and I could I had to just like manually select my clips instead of do the playlist. And uh, so at some like the first showing, I just showed the episode Super uh, episode one because the clip shows weren't working, and I was like, "Who wants to watch Super?" And everyone was like, "Yes!" <laughs> so I just threw that up there, and I was like, "Well, that's what's happening." And everyone crowded around, was super excited. And then uh, awesome. I know uh, for both of them, I was able to show, I found this little AMV of the Frieza song that's played in the movie by Maximum the Hormone. Uh, Toriyama went to his concert, and that w- uh, inspired really? him to write the movie. Yeah, That inspired him to write the movie? Yeah. The song. The song. And <laughs> this is the band that does uh, uh, Death Note's intro. So oh, they're they're, they're kind of like death metal, really. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So they they did the. He I heard did that song that and was song. like, "I am going to make a movie about Frieza." That was just he made that decision, so it got put into the uh, movie. And the song was originally about Frieza. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's totally awesome. I wonder why. I mean, it, you. I just don't. Maybe I'm. You know, whatever. But. I just don't imagine Akira Toriyama normally going to death metal concerts. <laughs> <laughs> I bet someone tipped him off about that song and he told him to him check out. it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like he wasn't just randomly there um, pursuing his normal interests, let's say. But um, that's an awesome story that I didn't know about. Um, yeah, uh, I guess I started watching Death Note pretty uh, recently as well. And um, that show is really... It, it gets a little uh, depressing after a while, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my hardest problem with Death Note is the uh, exposition, just all the talking. After that, though, I love uh, it. Yeah, there's a lot of like staring out windows and, and voiceovers, <laughs> yeah. riding buses. It's deeply explained everything that has yes, happened. Exactly. It is, I mean, it's worth checking out, I guess, if, you, if someone's looking for something. Uh, but maybe, I don't know, I haven't lasted the whole series, so I'm, I'm not... I'm actually a big fan of the live action movies. Oh yeah, I, I read <laughs> they do about an alright job. It's still, they're they're pretty good. Yeah, I read a little bit about them. I think on Wikipedia, and it it sounded kind of interesting because mm-hmm. they I think they realized that light is more of no um, L is actually like more relatable than any other character. So at least that's what it seemed to me like. They kind of focus more on him as the main character, um, but um, anyway, I feel like I'm going off topic a little bit here again. <laughs> <laughs> no, not talking about Death Note is not off topic. Right, this is we're talking Dragon Ball Z. Just to remind everybody, uh, <laughs> there are parallel universes around here. Yeah. There's at least seven universes. That's Death what we learned. There's, there's a them. Death Note slash Dragon Ball fanfic <laughs> out there somewhere. Oh wow, <laughs> that would be wonderful to see if anyone uh, actually has or has written anything like that. Uh, just send it at me. I'd be interested in reading it. Um, 
But um, I guess the first topic I wanted to get to was, um, you know, Dragon Ball Z, you know, what is it about this show that kind of um, first got your interest? Maybe I'll start with Kevin here. Uh, You just started watching it. (laughs) I think I just went along with it and I was okay with it. Yes. But I do remember one particular story. (laughs) Wow, this is really uh, emotional for you, I can tell. Are you like, you're crying right now. Kevin, are you going to be able to get through this? Buddy? Maybe. Okay. (laughs) But uh, I remember uh, the first time my ex-wife slept over at the apartment. Oh, okay. And she woke up to us doing a marathon of Dragon Ball Z. Oh, right. That was the time we were roommates. Um, yes. And she, I believe you guys had just met that evening, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right. And she yes. woke up to, like, the whole week's worth of Dragon Ball Z is what she got to watch. Yeah. This, this was the first impression. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I... It's a good I, first impression. <laughs> So that was, um, yeah, that was pretty interesting. I don't, I think she kind of like lost uh, interest just on endurance factors alone. Like, I just don't think she could handle sitting there watching any more of Dragon Ball. But for some reason, I just love, really love the show from when it started, I guess, showing on, um, uh, what do they call that? Uh, Toonami, maybe? On the Cartoon Network? Yes, it was Toonami. Um, and it just seemed really interesting to me. Like, all the characters were, like, so kind of quirky, I guess. And um, the main thing was probably the way that um, uh, the story directly continued from episode to episode. It was like a true um, serial story, which, to me, like a lot of cartoons that were on around then were basically, like, formulaic this happens every episode with different characters almost, and then everything resets for the next um, the next uh, episode. But um, right, there's nothing of consequence moving from one uh, show to the next. Yeah, and then the idea too that there's just so many episodes out there that you could kind of like watch through. It was just uh, almost interesting in itself, I guess. But um, yeah, I, I guess I, I did get a little uh, obsessed after. Uh, it was, I think it was right around the, um, well, the beginning of Dragon Ball Z, I think, the uh, Saiyan saga with uh, Goku's brother coming to Earth and they finding out that uh, Goku was really an alien from another planet sent to destroy everybody, except he was bonked on the noggin and um, ended up not uh, going through with that and just sort of being, I guess, that he is sort of a simple character, um, but uh, not uh, world-threatening. So that's good. Uh, well, and simple would be a good way to describe him. <laughs> Everyone makes fun of his level of intelligence. That's true. Uh, even <laughs> Vegeta made fun of him uh, in the movie. Frieza did. Even, uh, is it Wentz? Uh, Weiss. Weiss. Yeah. It's beer and whiskey. Beerus and, and Weiss. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I not pick up on that? Of course, they're named after food. I mean, that's just the way 
in the, things work. In the movie, uh, <laughs> Beerus is eating beer and pizza. And <laughs> oh, that's right, I got right. a good chuckle out of ah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, he was he was enjoying some American food uh, this movie. It seemed like last movie he was uh, maybe more into the Japanese fare with some uh, sushi. So he, he was liking the pizza, which, uh, you know. And uh, was it a strawberry upside down cake? Mm-hmm. Strawberry, no, strawberry shortcake. Strawberry, strawberry shortcake. Strawberry shortcake. Or no, strawberry, just ice cream, right? It was a Sunday. Strawberry Sunday. That's what it okay, was. Okay, it was a oh Sunday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, they were worried about it melting. Yes. Which, how did it not melt? I don't understand. That movie was an hour long. It just sat in a spaceship. There's got to be some crazy... He, le- he left it running with the air conditioning on. <laughs> that could have been. <laughs> uh, Space conditioning. It could be like uh, some type of patented uh, capsule corp creation that doesn't, hey, yeah, like doesn't you melt. Ca- you can capture food now. Like the the future of uh, Dippin' Dots or something. It, it just, uh, I don't know. We're speculating. <laughs> I, I think if you read between the lines, you, you find a lot of evidence that supports this idea. Uh, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> but, um, Julia, what was it uh, that got you first interested? Well, I'm, I'm younger than you guys. So, like, when Dragon Ball came around, like, when it first started to show up, I was around six or seven years old. And I was watching it at that age, but it was just cartoon on show with television. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't until I was around like seven, eight, when uh, we were just transitioning from the Canadian dub to the uh, English dub. When oh, interesting. Yeah, because the first uh, fifty-three uh... episodes were uh, dubbed um, out of house. It was Funimation's dub, but they uh, hired out to the Ocean Group, and. Uh, then, uh, and they cut it down, they censored a bunch of episodes, cut it down to 53, and that's like if you get the Rock the Dragon set, uh, off Amazon or something, it's, right. that's what you're, that's what you're getting. I, I think I do remember, because they changed some of the voice actors, Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and I remember as a kid, I think it was, uh, the end of Frieza was, like, right after he got killed, it would restart back and and it did that like two or three times. It was either between like oh. uh, freezing uh, cell or cell and boo while they were oh, dubbing right. or something. Because I remember getting so frustrated. <laughs> yeah, it was after cell because I would always miss <laughs> Gohan getting winning, and then it would restart back to Raditz. So I oh, wouldn't. That's I wouldn't even time. be rewarded <laughs> with getting boo. I would have to miss it, and then I missed it again on the second way through. That was like one of the most frustrating things, but. So I would get, I would watch the, I remember, I have a very early memory of watching, and it it was definitely the Canadian dub, and just, uh, we had talked earlier about your daughter's experience with Dragon Ball. Mine was Her traumatic experience. Her traumatic experience. (laughs) Mine was when uh, Piccolo sacrificed himself for Gohan. I have a very distinct memory of just sitting in my living room and just bawling my eyes out, just like, no! Mm-hmm. And like, and I think that was probably the magical moment for me was that all of their cartoons and shows, no one died, no one got hurt, no one sacrificed, no one bled, no one G-rated cursed. Yeah. No, you know, and uh, and and this guy was a bad guy. I figured that much too. So, and I like love bad guys becoming good guys, like cliche. Yes. So, like when it happened, I just remember just like being completely like blindsided by that and just being instantly hooked and i loved piccolo forever after that i had like a little piccolo figure and stuff like piccolo was like my favorite character for like the longest time 
Well, that's great. You know, and I'm glad you brought that up about um, the theme of bad guys becoming good guys, because that's totally something that um, interests me about Dragon Ball Z as well, and I hadn't uh, thought about it like that, but... Um, and it starts with the first person that meets Goku. Bulma shoots Goku in the face. That's the beginning of the yeah. Dragon Ball? Yeah. <laughs> right in the face. If he was human, he would have died. She aimed to kill. <laughs> wow. That, that is Bulma's character. <laughs> wow. She was probably younger and more rash back then, but uh, I don't know. She may not have settled down too much uh, by this point in the story. Um, but yeah, and I guess you forget that, uh, at least I usually forget that Krillin and Goku started out as rivals mm -hmm. as well. Um, and uh, obviously they are best buds uh, through thick and thin at this point. Um, then, like you said, Piccolo became mm -hmm. a good guy. Um, we had uh, Vegeta, of course. Can't forget that guy. Yeah, I was wondering why it took so long <laughs> to spit that one out. But then after that point, we kind of lost the... Um, we got 18 and Boo. There you go. That's right. And that was that was what we got. Whatever happened to seventeen? That, oh, he that became could... a park ranger. He became a park ranger. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually uh, Toriyama when he made uh, the Buu saga when they give Goku the spirit bomb. He originally drew Launch holding someone uh, up so they put their hands up, and he redrew it as seventeen uh, as a park ranger. And in a recent interview, he like kind of went into detail about that, in that he has a wife and two adoptive children, and he <laughs> wow. he like <laughs> this is great. I've always wondered what happened to that guy. Yeah, so he's around, but sadly, Android sixteen being completely mechanical did not get restored. All oh, right. Although everyone likes like the fan theory that he did get restored, but he's just like living in the woods with the squirrels and the birds. Well, I think that would be perfect for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would almost be nice if he was like a little. Um, they just had his bust, you know, because at the end he just had his head talking, yeah. and they could kind of put him on a stand in the woods. I think he'd be really cool with that. Yeah. Oh, sad that it didn't happen, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The creepy thing, I guess, about Android seventeen and eighteen was they were actually originally humans, and they were mm -hmm. turned into androids by uh, Doctor Giro. Is that what the uh, Giro? Giro. Okay. Giro yeah. is that little robot from uh, GT that repeats his name uh, over and over. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, like the Jar Jar Binks of GT. <laughs> I, I got a little bit confused there, but um, yeah, that was pretty creepy, and um, uh, I, I guess for whatever reason, like, Frieza and Cell were too evil to be uh, redeemed, it would seem. Um, I don't know, though. It, it and that, honestly, uh, to, to get to the main topic, the movie. Yes, yeah. let's, let's go ahead. Um, the, the opening scene, and really the closing scene after the credits, so if you happen to have a run after this point in your city... Stay through the credits. Oh, because wow. yeah. <laughs> Frieza <laughs> is in hell. In his version of hell, like I'm so glad that it was like teddy bears and like this little kitty stuffed animal marching band just sounding entirely too happy. Right. And <laughs> Frieza's in a cocoon and he's just gotta tolerate this nonsense. Yeah. It was almost like he was wrapped up in a spider web or something. It was it was like a weird I guess it was a cocoon, but he was totally tr strapped in there and there was like dancing uh, toy uh, soldiers and teddy bears and fairies flying and he, a field of yellow flowers, as far as the eye could see. 
it was uh, pretty trippy. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but yeah, not not exactly everyone's version of hell. But no, I think but I like it... the lead-in. Is everyone's version? There's bats and the river oh, blood, right. and then you go underwater, and then you go underwater again. He's <laughs> all the way down. Uh, he's two, he's three levels down, and he's on level three. I like that idea that it's like for the people who are so bad that they're gonna find this horrible. <laughs> they're all we keep them all the way down here on this level. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was pretty awesome. And then, um, you know, the, the plot of the movie is that uh, Frieza is resurrected. He is the F in the title, I think it's safe to say. Um, and uh, I do not understand why uh, Commander Sorbet, is that his name? Mm. What, what is his thinking there by resurrecting <laughs> Frieza? He's got a pretty good thing going on. He's leading the remnant of the Frieza force. Uh, they're out there presumably doing their thing um, on a smaller scale. But um, he decides he wants to resurrect Frieza. Did any of you think that was a good idea? He's that loyal to him. Really? That he had... I mean, Frieza, <laughs> throughout the Namek saga, always talked about loyalty. And, you know, they always brought up, like, you enslaved these people and they're afraid of you. But, like, he does seem to, like, the Ginyu Force is, like, extremely loyal to Frieza. So I feel like maybe there's just like that, just he's that loyal. It's kind of like that was my line of thinking, that he really did want to bring Frieza back. That was his leader. That's who he wanted to follow. Yeah. He didn't realize that he would go off the deep end and want to just go and get revenge. Yeah, <laughs> you would think his experience, maybe he really wasn't like... But then he followed him into battle. Yes. So he was, he he was, was there till the, the end. He was exactly. the last man standing. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> But with a name like Sorbet, he was uh, pretty tough, you know, in terms of hanging in there. <laughs> Much like the Sunday he did not melt. Oh. <laughs> Kevin, that's brilliant. Thank you. Tying that back in there. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yes. Anyway, maybe maybe he had his reasons. He resurrects Frieza using the Dragon Balls. Stolen from the, um, oh, what the heck were those guys? I forget them. Uh... Because uh, isn't it a bunch the of peel off gang? Peel off gang, yes, that's right. They he, and um, one thing I guess that, that I'll just mention now is that we haven't brought up at all the fact that there are like just sort of random characters who are animals that talk mm -hmm. in Dragon Ball Z. Oh, <laughs> and yes, that was always that when I said quirky characters, I guess that was one of the things that kind of uh, was I was like, what when I first like kind of you know, came across the show. It kind of draw me in a little bit. And you're talking about, in this case, the uh, bipedaled, uh, basically, Corgi? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I, it was. I think he's a Shiba, Shiba Inu. Uh, Shiba Inu. Oh, okay. I, the, I will accept that answer, too. <laughs> that's the kind of expert uh, commentary that we really were hoping for. Expert yes. dog analysis. <laughs> His name <laughs> is Shu, by the way. <laughs> Shu. Shu. Mayan Shu. Oh, okay. And then... What is it? Garlic? What was his name? A peel off. Peel off. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'll remember that. Maybe. Um, so uh, they uh, now for some reason I get confused about how many wishes. I thought the Earth Dragon Ball gave three wishes, but I guess I was wrong. That was the the Namekian dragon, yeah. right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Dende gave him two wishes when he restored the dragon. He was able to, uh, you know, add another wish, but not another two wishes. That would have been too much. He's just a little guy. I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it did lead to... Uh, uh, Dragon Ball always had a comedic element to it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely gave it a comedic element with uh, his uh, shoe uh, is his name. Then uh, ends up mm, wishing, wishing for the million oh, million uh, zenny. zenny. Yes. <laughs> And even his friends are mad at him because he didn't pick enough money. He could have wished for a hundred million yeah. <laughs> But then you, your kids grow, end up oh. running nightclubs. Oh, that was yeah, funny your kids, too. Yeah, you end up raising kids who are jerks who, <laughs> who own nightclubs. Who own nightclubs, yeah. <laughs> um, I, really, it is a, yeah, I really enjoyed the humor in this one. It was like, um, I, I normally do have a soft spot for the Dragon Ball Z humor, but for some reason I was really laughing during this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of it was just the characters, I think. Um, one of the new characters I really liked was uh, Jocko or Taco. <laughs> Wait, Jocko. Taco. <laughs> Taco. <laughs> the uh, intergalactic uh, police officer who is uh, uh, not really willing to go above and beyond in the line of duty, but sort of do the bare minimum, I guess. <laughs> uh, see, yeah, I was like, am I missing something here? So I'm really glad to hear that it was a new character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, after Battle of the Gods, Toriyama came out with a uh, manga that's like a prequel to Dragon Ball about Jocko coming to Earth, meeting Bulma's sister tights, them going on misadventures. No and way. there's a bonus uh, chapter that features Goku's mom and Bardock and a little bit more history into that. So Wow. So, yeah. Some prequel action out there. A little prequel action. I did action. not know about that. So, everyone, I'm, and I'm on this bandwagon, I just, I really hope this gets an anime adaptation, because I do really like his character. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's, it's, oh. He's so funny. <laughs> yeah, um, he was really cracking me up, too. Uh, just his kind of attitude in general. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said, I think, it would be awesome if uh, him and Krillin could have a spinoff uh, <laughs> buddy cop uh, series, where they kind of... I don't know. Cruise the Krillin's galaxy. already a cop. That's yeah. right. So, I mean, they're that's right. Both cops. He, 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 they just need to have the same job uh, exactly. Right. They, they just work for different uh, authorities. Yeah, I'm guessing Jocko wouldn't get demoted to be a city cop, so <laughs> Krillin would probably have to get yeah. uh, kicked up to galactic cop. I'm thinking. <laughs> I wonder if it's like like the Green Lantern. Just like. Yeah, I would assume it's something like that. It seemed like he was kind of like in charge of his own sector, yeah. right? So it, it it makes sense that that would work out. They could be assigned together. <laughs> Krillin could be the rookie, you know. I think this is this is a great idea. This is another one of those scripts we need to come up with if they uh, don't actually do it themselves, Kevin. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, Ken, in all my free time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, we we're you know faced with uh, Frieza versus uh, Goku again. This uh, this movie, uh, right? But, they did not waste a whole lot of time. Yes. I mean, uh, uh, oh. <laughs> But uh, they did waste enough time. Yeah. Because uh, Vegeta and uh, Goku are off training with Wheeze. Mm. Uh, and they do have... Uh... Wheeze. Huh? <laughs> I think it's Wheeze. Oh, Wheeze. Okay. Oh, I said Wheeze? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was things You know, happen. Kevin, I know you would uh, do the same for me. And just as a friend, I had to... <laughs> Just point that out. <laughs> Excellent. Well, he's uh, helping train Goku and Vegeta even further. Uh, yes. Which I believe Whis was the uh, being who trained uh, Lord Beerus, the Destroyer, if I'm not mistaken, in the previous movie, or was revealed to be have mm-hmm. trained him in the previous movie. Uh, which, actually, full disclosure, I did not see uh, Battle of the Gods, unfortunately. Oh. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I kept that until you were here so that you wouldn't, like, uh-huh. uh, break you off. You haven't watched it at all? 
I, I haven't uh, yet, no. <laughs> That's not even the DVD. Come on, man. I know. I, I deserve your scorn, but um, uh, I, I don't know why. I just wasn't thinking it would be that, you know, from reading kind of the description of it. And I wonder if I had only read the description of this movie, if I would have liked it or thought the idea sound Because on paper... It maybe doesn't sound as good as it actually is when and, you sit down and watch it. And that's really funny that you said that because when the the Japanese releases came out uh, in theater, uh, people were writing the summaries online, so everyone knew exactly what's going to happen. But the the way the summaries were presented, everyone was like, "This movie sounds like garbage." <laughs> <laughs> right. And then we all went and saw it, and we're like, "This movie is amazing." I mean, there's some people who are critical of it. Um, but with the new Dragon Ball Super that's coming out, uh, they're actually retelling the movie. So if you don't feel like ever watching it, you can just rewatch it on the series. Just rewatch the serial version. Mm -hmm, yeah. Is it st uh, sticking pretty close? Uh... It is. Uh, the biggest complaint right now is the animation, the last episode that came out of the first Goku versus Beerus fight when he shows up and surprises Goku and Goku goes full Super Saiyan 3 and they fight. In the movie, it's beautiful in this this last episode was is really bad. It was just, it oh, was no. so bad. There's some really hilarious screenshots of it, <laughs> and it's it's really sad. But at the same time, you can just watch it on the uh, in the movie, and it looks better. Yeah. The only thing I could say about this episode, though, that stood out to me was in the movie, which talks about. Uh, how they need to focus on their, like, limbs thinking for themselves. Right. And in this recent episode, the only difference between the two fights is at one point Goku pulls away from Beerus, and he's confused. He's like, why did my body fly away like that? And then they're just like, okay, goodbye, we're gonna go to Earth, and, you know, knocks Goku out, and that's the end of that. They don't really address it. And I took that as foreshadowing to the training they're going to receive where they're going to, he's going to address, you know, move without your body thinking. Right. And that was actually, I think, in the beginning of um, uh, Resurrection F, they were, mm -hmm. when they were training. And I, I, I really thought that was a cool training sequence. Um, yeah. uh, it was probably a better fight scene yeah. than the fight scene yeah. with Frieza. <laughs> All right. I mean, it was just, um, it, it, it was just neat how, how much, uh, like, I guess, above Goku and Vegeta, that this uh, Whis character is, and just uh, able to like kind of dodge everything uh, effortlessly and kind of, but then also to be able to kind of figure them out like as characters and basically like break down their flaws because um, you know the other trainers that Goku has had, I feel like uh, you know um, King Kai and uh, Master Roshi. Master Roshi. You know, they have not been, like, imparters of wisdom at all. Like, it's been... Here's this technique. Yes. <laughs> here's a gift for you. <laughs> yeah. So they're Double just... Up. Yeah, okay, here's how you uh, Kamehameha. Um, you know, these are useful skills, but um, undoubtedly. Uh, none would doubt that. But uh, I think they uh, really found out that uh, some some kind of life lessons, almost, from, uh, fight, from training with Whis here, which I... It, it just seemed, I don't know. What do you think, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was kind of surprised. They were really stressing the whole movie that they needed to work together. 
So I was surprised when Vegeta and Goku never were together. <laughs> they and, fought each other. <laughs> yeah, they fought each other. Like, I, I was kind of expecting something along those lines for them. Um, and I, you know, I'm not trying to jump too far ahead on purpose here, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, when before Frieza dies again, right? You yeah. know, spoiler I, alert: Frieza does not win this uh, movie. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sure everyone that's listening is shocked. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we we should give away the spoiler version. We probably will show. be spoiling the, the whole movie, so yeah, <laughs> people should be aware of that. Um, but uh, yeah, it it. Uh, it was great that, um, oh, I wanted to say... But yeah, I mean, he was teaching him life lessons, but it didn't seem like either of them learned anything by the end of no. the movie. And they just suffered the consequences. No. <laughs> and then still agreed to not learn anything. Yeah. The end, like, we're credits not gonna, roll. We're still not going to work together, right? Yeah. You got yeah, it. <laughs> um, yeah, their relationship is a strange one. Because I would say that, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I would say that... Goku spends way more time with Vegeta than he does with Chi-Chi, as far as I can tell. <laughs> and uh, at least from what I remember, I don't blame him for doing that. Well, she kind of is, a, you know, a little bit uh, harsh from time to time, I guess. I, I think I just, I was going through another interview with Toriyama and he said that he didn't want to draw her, so he forced her to marry Goku to force himself to draw her. <laughs> maybe there's some resentment in there and he made her really obnoxious yeah, yeah. She, it's not like she's as bad in the manga but she's still you know the overbearing you need to study and be you know a good person and, and, Goku <laughs> and I'm gonna yell at fighting. you and yes. Goku stop fighting so I'm gonna yell at you about it although she does have a point about him maybe getting a job and earning some money because I don't know you know I guess they're farmers but uh that's uh <laughs> Goku is, is kind of away for long periods of time and probably not earn, you, you know Defeating uh, tyrants about, you know, bent on uh, world destruction probably doesn't actually pay that well when you sit and think about it. I would it. have to think he has some endorsement <laughs> deal for the geese. Well, no, that's the thing. Come he, on. He, he never became famous. Like, Mr. Satan gets all the credit for everything. Oh, that's right. <laughs> this actually does get dressed in super. You guys should watch it. Oh, all right. That's, that's further another reason, in, mm-hmm. as if we needed it. And yeah. also, it sounds like we need to check out uh, Battle of the Gods, Kevin. We'll have yes. to <laughs> yep, that might that be another uh, another episode here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, in terms of the movie, I think we got to the point where Frieza comes back to life. Uh, oh, yeah. I wanted to get in and say I really like the part where the um, all the, the... I don't know where these guys all came from, but the, all his minions come out and like are spreading out to fight. And um, it was just a lot of fun to see, like, all the little guys, if you will, like, the Krillins of the world, Well, to see and, them fighting against yeah, the bad guys. The, you know, I mean, there are definitely some things that I can pick on, but they did their best to cover over everything that they could and anything that they didn't like in previous movies yeah. that Toriyama may not have been involved in, which I found hilarious at every turn. But, um, and then you're kind of talking about Chi-Chi wanting people to be good. Uh, Gohan has gone from badass to, uh, tracksuit wearing dad. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they didn't show him with a spare tire, but I'm going to guess he has one, and that's why he kept the tracksuit on. That could have been, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, he uh, apparently has not been keeping up on his training, because, uh, 
he didn't seem 100% sure he was going to be able to go Super Saiyan, even, um, before he started to fight with the his the Frieza's or minions there. Uh, yeah, I was a little surprised when he did end up, because uh, he uh, finished off one of the big guys. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Well, I don't remember the, the kind of big devil-looking fellow. Um, I don't recall his name, but... Uh, yeah, I'm he was kind of one of those uh, Dodoria type figure. No, uh, Shashimi or sh- the uh, big red guy. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Shashimi, like the like the sushi. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, another food name. My goodness, this guy likes food, and yeah, you can't tell as <laughs> you know. And I think that's just part of this guy's uh, or uh, Kira Toriyama's uh, quirky nature that comes out again with these. Uh, Characters of uh, Whis and, and Beerus, you know, basically only allowing Earth to survive because of the uh, the, the good food that w- that we have here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do have some good food. I know. I think it's a good reason to leave us alive. <laughs> that is a good reason, really. Because <laughs> they like uh, pizza yeah. and uh, strawberry sundaes. That's right. Uh, and they even just like strawberries all by themselves. <laughs> they, yeah, they were just as part of the Sunday. They just yeah. were kind of focused right on the strawberry. Right. It was like, wow, this Bottom is really of the good. Strawberry. Yeah, Beerus was kind of mad that uh, we uh, ate a couple of strawberries. <laughs> is that how it went, or no, was it the other way around? around. Okay. The other way around. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, yeah. Um, again, some of the humor that's in there because I—that's what I—I I thought that they brought back all of the good stuff about all the characters. Like, yes. Like I can name a bunch of problems that I had, but they also—they—it was the best of every character. Is the best of Frieza, the best of Goku, the best of Vegeta. Uh, even like you said, the young, the uh, smaller guys, and Krillin, yeah, Krillin, and uh, and well, Paco, yeah, he was a he was a <laughs> highlight because he was part of that. Because uh, what is a thousand? Was it a hundred man army or a thousand? Thousand, thousand man army. Okay, right. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, what we had a dozen or so characters because Piccolo. I forgot, uh, mm-hmm. speaking of Piccolo, I always loved the fact that he trained with weighted uh, yeah. hat and shoulder pads, and they right. even it, it came into play during the fight scene. And I, I had kind of forgotten about it, but when he hands it to the one guy <laughs> and he drops to the ground, I just started laughing. Yeah, that was that was really funny. Uh, I, I, in a classic Piccolo moment that I'm glad they were able to bring into the movie. Um yeah, Krillin was really funny in this movie, too. Like, I wanted to see more Krillin. I'm not kidding about that spinoff show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got to see a little of his home life with uh, Android 18, which I was surprised. Well, I guess somebody had to watch uh, Marin, right? Yeah. Like, she couldn't come out and, right. and help. But um, she really was a lot stronger. <laughs> <laughs> At least we got a dress. Yes. <laughs> it's not like you, she was like, bye. Yeah. It's like... You know, I probably should be the one going. (laughs) (laughs) But then he's so brave, he takes off, and uh, he's so cool. That was uh, such a wonderful little uh, little uh, beat there with uh, with Android eighteen. It sounds like they have a happy marriage. Glad glad to see that. (laughs) But um, yeah, so eventually, um, well, actually, I guess we should say that Gohan gets uh, taken out there, huh? That was pretty. uh, pretty surprising when he uh basically got knocked out by Frieza there isn't that what happened yeah yeah well uh the ray gun on the his ring uh on Sorbet's ring yeah oh I guess I was thinking of Gohan um 
Was that Sorbet's Ring as well? No, that was a Sucker Punch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, Reese's like that. (laughs) Yeah. You gotta expect that sort of thing when you're... Well, and and again, they talked down Gohan's abilities, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't too much of a surprise. Yeah, and and that's like a a big old talking point online is... uh, what they call either Mystic Gohan or Ultimate Gohan in the Blue Saga when he sat for with however, a, like for hours, yeah, yeah, and he trained with the old Kai and he was like, "I unlocked your latent ability. Just access it like you would Super Saiyan, and you'll just use all your power without having to expend your energy on the transformation." Yeah, and that really like irritated me. Yeah, <laughs> but he shows up and he kicks Boo's butt, and everyone's like, "Yes, this Gohan's awesome." And, like, they, in, in Battle of Gods, they actually uh, had him go Super Saiyan, and uh, the trailer came out, and fans lost their mind, and they're like, Gohan shouldn't go Super Saiyan. So they fixed it and made him stay, keep his hair black. They changed the movie? They changed the movie. At, oh, wow. too many people were like, um, by the way. And, like, but the promotional art and stuff still has him a Super Saiyan, because they already had made it. Yeah. But so in the movie, when they address it, where she says, hey, have you been keeping up your training? He's like, no, but I think I can still go Super Saiyan. And everyone's really confused about that. I have my own theories, but, you know, I... I... Oh, do tell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I kind of, like, had to, like, come up with an analogy to really think this out. But, like, if someone was good at, like, at art, like, I can, like, draw a sketch of, like, a person or whatever... But, like, I'm not an expert, like, watercolor person or painter or whatever, but I could get better if I practice. So that's an ability within me that I could get out through practice. Like, someone could get better fighting through training. Mm -hmm. I feel like what the old Kai did was, like, just bring out that latent ability. So, like, for an artist, it could just be, like, I can now just, like, watercolor something if I looked at it. It would be really awesome, but I could also get better with practice. So it's like, and if uh, I don't keep it up, I would start to lose the like eye for it. If I'm not constantly like keeping up with my art, I would still be good at it, but I yes. wouldn't be at my peak when I got that latent ability. I see. So yeah. it, it's like a, um, you know, becoming a, a fighting savant almost. Mm-hmm. Like you're just really good good at it. Yeah, you know, your full potential. I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. It, it just is like. Didn't he go through something similar with like the um, oh, uh, uh, the, the the big Namek, Namek guy? Yeah, um, Guru. Was it Guru? Was that who it was? I think <laughs> I, that sounds right to me. Um, because he like also unleashed his hidden potential. I think it just it it it. I really wanted Go Gohan to be like the main guy, but mm-hmm. it just never seemed to to take for whatever reason. Although I do like that the movie did give him his key moments, and I feel like he did actually kind of sort of access that power. I think there was, like, a part where he did, like, this fast movie thing. Like, he still accesses a lot of his ability straight out without his transformation, but he did at some point just to, like, tap into that little bit of extra energy when he needed it. Yeah, for whatever reason, he's just not that into it day-to-day to to, uh, to really keep up and improve his skills. But, you know, he's got other things going on, probably, I guess. Yeah, And, and that was a big thing during the cell fight, is, uh, Piccolo has to point out to Goku he's like your your boy is dying he's he's gonna he doesn't like fighting as much as you he may be stronger than you and he may be able to kill Cell but he is not happy right now and Goku like finally realizes it and is like oh holy crap (laughs) yeah that was such a weird strategy on Goku's part like I I had a problem with that one as well just in general but yeah I I agree with Piccolo there 100% Mm. um 
he's Piccolo is just much smarter than Goku. I think we can all uh, agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But um, one hundred percent in the fight versus uh, Frieza, I was um, you know it. I guess the difference with this movie is like the fighting did not. It didn't seem like the stakes somehow weren't as high, for what if that makes sense. But like I was still really into it because like I never really thought that Frieza was going to win, and like Goku, I guess and Vegeta seemed confident as always. But they mm-hmm. they were able to seemingly hold their own against Frieza at all times, um, without uh, you know fighting together. Uh, you know mm-hmm. as we said, but um, it still was just interesting to have the characters facing off against each other and like. I think Frieza got some good zingers in there uh, on uh, Goku and Vegeta. Yeah, that was a part that I, I, I couldn't even handle when I was watching the uh, the repeat of the original earlier today. Like, I did appreciate his sense of humor back then, because uh, he's just a royal dickhead. And I just really... And I think that Japanese um, animes in general... Uh, sometimes they have a better central bad guy, mm-hmm. uh, just in their in, in their product and freezes. And I'm not surprised they went back to Frieza because I, I to me he's better than Cell or Boo, mm-hmm. right? <coughs> because he was just well, yeah. Because Cell just kind of got ridiculous, mm-hmm. and and Boo got even more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Because um, at the end, Cell was able to like. <coughs> continuously regenerate and explode himself uh, and just keep reforming until he destroyed every planet in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, that, that's, that's on the, love, the uh, level of uh, craziness a little bit there. But Frieza was really, I feel like, the, the natural bad guy <laughs> to have as kind of the end of the, the series, really, because he was like really what all, all the story up to then had been leading to because he was like kind of the big bad guy behind everything. Mm-hmm. So... They, they were able to make some good stories after that, but yeah, they never quite got to the same level of, of that guy. So, I think we all enjoyed this movie. Um, now, before, I see we have about uh, ten minutes left here. Yep, I wanted to, wanted to uh, see what if anyone had any uh, guesses about what might be happening you know, in the next movie or um, as the series uh, continues. It seems like we are in a new age of Dragon Ball Z here. Um, the uh, the box office for this last movie, I, was it number six or um, was... it came? Uh, it was sixth one day. <coughs> okay, like, it was like it's like first or second day. It was sixth in the box box office, and then uh, it reached the top ten uh, highest grossing animated films worldwide. Okay, so it got up there. As far as the American box office, it's like eleventh, tenth for the week. Okay, well, hey, that's still pretty yeah. pretty good for like a um, somewhat niche, uh, you know, movie. cartoon movie. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, theater release. Yeah, is very limited. That's that's a good point too. I I think that you know it's probably safe to say we'll see another movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know it. I think there were some hints in this movie because you know, like we mm-hmm. said, there was. Um, the uh, the the idea that Goku and Vegeta are gonna have to fight t- with each other, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, together, um, but not, not a- fuse. Well, Vegeta mm-hmm. said no, but yeah. you know, he said no to the fusion at first. I think they have too. to <laughs> learn to fight together. 
Right, but we're not going to do that again. We're not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that that would be fun to see them fuse again. But yeah, it seems like they're not going to go there right away, uh, at least. So yeah, at some point, I think that Goku and Vegeta will have to fight together. Um, I wonder if it could eventually be against Lord Beerus. That's that's my kind of out there theory that eventually um, something's going to happen to actually turn a friend into an enemy for the first time in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they don't really have much anywhere else to go. I mean, they've kind of wiped out pretty much every bad, like major bad guy in the pl- in the universe. They could just keep bringing Frieza back, and I think I'd be okay with that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I'm cheating because I know what's going on in Super. Okay. At least as far as like what they've got planned, ish. They've got they released some of the episode titles, so we know like where they are in the movies. Okay. Um, we're hoping that there's like a fill in between the two movies, maybe to show them like getting their uh their transformation, their Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, as it's called, is the new transformation. Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. Yes, that's as far as the like official merchandise and pamphlets are going. That is not a mouthful at all. Nope. And, and for the people the that like to put the J's at the end, it just becomes obnoxious. Super Saiyan <laughs> yeah. yes. So uh, That's a hell of a hashtag, too. Oh, right. That's going to be your whole tweet, I think. <laughs> it might be 140 characters. Yeah, I guess you could somehow abbreviate that one, but uh, that's um, yeah, that's a little unwieldy. Yeah. So that you know a little bit about what's happening. Yes, and uh, it, you guys should have watched Battle of Gods because in it he talks about how they are in the seventh universe, and so there's twelve, some of them producing uh, stronger uh, warriors than themselves, and uh, of course, yes, and in a lot of the promotional stuff for uh, what's coming up in Super is there's a fat version of Beerus and a female version of Whis. And the fat version is named Chomp- Chompa. Like Chompa. Cha- it's supposed to be like Champagne. So it's like oh, Chompa. okay. Um, and uh, no one, they don't, we don't know the female Whis's name yet. And in uh, Super so far, they're just flying around the universe, kind of keeping an eye on where Beerus is, is they're like trying to avoid him. And, uh, so they're still in the first movie territory. Yeah, they're still in the first movie territory, but they're sprinkling in what's the uh, story arc that's coming after the Frieza movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. And uh, since they've already blown up the planet Earth in the movie, I feel like at this point the only thing they can do is blow up the universe. Because <laughs> they've mentioned before how Beerus is powerful enough to destroy the entire universe. Right. And we now have this enemy, Beerus, that's from, uni- and also he's from Universe 6, um, fiddling yeah. around in Universe 7. So, so everyone's like, what is he doing in here? Okay. If he's got the capability to destroy the whole universe, that's taking it to the next level. Yes, I, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and it, it's in some ways similar to what I was, my idea. It is you know, uh, yeah, an enemy you know, Beerus, I guess, Beerus. technically. <laughs> but, um... Well, that's interesting. I wonder if um, the other version of Whis will actually uh, get involved at all, or just uh, kind of sit on the sidelines. They'll still be Switzerland. <laughs> the Switzerland of uh, Dragon Ball Z characters. Although, it is funny that he was like, no, we're not going to interfere with you at all. Watch as I manipulate time to interfere with your plan. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I, yeah, I did love that moment, too, when, when Frieza was turned and said, Beerus, what are you doing here? <laughs> 
Yes, Lord Barris to you. <laughs> yeah, even Freeze is like, oh yeah, I better buck up here uh-huh, yeah. and pulled out the Lord Beerus. Yeah, that, that was a funny little moment. Um, so yeah, well that's interesting. I guess that makes sense as far as uh, the future goes. Um, so there's no new uh, manga though. This is all. Um, um, there is an accompanying manga to Dragon Ball Super that's being illustrated. Do you know? anything about dragon ball af like that april fool's joke that came out with super saiyan 5 and he had crazy silver hair and i think i did read something about it yeah Yeah. so this uh thing caught on and there's you know a couple really uh popular artists that made their own dragon ball afs after this uh april fool's joke and one of them goes by the name of toyable or uh toyotaru i'm probably pronouncing that wrong uh, and, uh, but he's now works for Toei and is making an adaptation. So it's not, uh, Toriyama's work and it's not what the anime is based off. He's just adapting it into chapters and he did it for Resurrection F as well. Okay. So, so there's just, you know, a little fun comic. It's an interesting thing where the, it's gone from a, uh, a TV show based on a manga that, uh, you know, turned into a movie to being a... Uh, TV show and uh, movie ba- that has a manga based on it. It's a, an interesting little turnaround. Um, and... Just like the the uh, enemies <laughs> turning into friends, Ken. Ah, it's so it's all about change, you know. Yeah, one thing is. becoming this opposite. Crazy. The yin and yang <laughs> of uh, manga and uh, anime. Yeah, I mean, I think that now that we've uh, blown all of our uh, audiences' minds, I think <laughs> that's that might be uh, a good thing to leave people with. I don't know. Uh, well, do you have, uh, I know that you do have a event coming up in, uh, a couple of weeks? Uh. At the, uh, Old Arcade? Uh. In Clintonville? Yeah, we do stuff at the, uh, Old North Bar Oak Arcade. I'm actually not that, well, I haven't actually been there. <laughs> uh, but it is with the anime punch thing, and, uh. They do gaming and contests and stuff up there. I actually don't want to know what the event is. <laughs> uh, Okie dokie. Well, I mean, I yeah. did do some searching myself. Yeah, okay. Do you have any other events uh, coming uh, up? Or? I know we'll be at MitsuriCon uh, with the Who's Line panel this weekend. And um, we will be at YomaCon. I don't know what exactly we may or may not be doing there. But I did run a Dragon Ball panel last year with Derek Padula of the Tao of Dragon Ball. And we actually did, uh, we called it Goku's Hungry, and we went through a bunch of the name puns uh, that, that were related to food. And I went to the Japanese market, and I bought a bunch of, like, candies and crackers, and so we did trivia. And so for, like, a character would be, like, something like a Ginyu for milk, and I had these, like, blueberry cream uh, milk candies. And, you know, we Someone would answer the question right, and I'd give them a candy, and then I'd just throw candy at people. <laughs> there was just candy and chocolate and crackers. Well, that's outstanding. And that was really fun. So you said um, that's going on this weekend? Um, at Suricon this weekend, and Yomacon is in Detroit. Okay. Yeah, over uh, Halloween weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, Halloween, bad weekend to be doing stuff. Oh, yeah, I was there last year. It was fun. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, um, all right, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, as usual, I'll close with uh, 
at Defrango eleven at Gozer thirty three for the brand at Stunt Granny. Do you have uh, uh, a, a Twitter handle or uh, anything for uh, Anime Punch or? Mm, no, uh, user Bulma Briefs on Reddit is about. Oh my God. There we go. And um, <laughs> excellent. Uh, oh, we wanted to uh, thank again our special guest for for coming all the way out here and recording with us. Uh, I think it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and, it was a lot uh, of fun. Glad you were able to add in some of your uh, expert knowledge as well. So uh, have a good week, everybody.